To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service, without all the drama. Charles didn't have just any coronary artery disease. He had Charles's coronary artery disease. Michelle didn't have just any heart attack. She had Michelle's heart attack. At VCU Health Poly Heart Center, we know every heart is unique. And as Virginia's only nationally ranked heart program, we'll keep them beating healthy and strong. VCU Health Poly Heart Center. Learn more at vcuhealth.org slash heart. What is? Where's my <laughs> Nick Cage, like, no meme, you know? the. <laughs> Right. Everybody loves that face, don't they? All right. All right. <sighs> All right. We are officially live. Welcome to the behind the scenes where you guys get a first look of everything going on. I've got uh, Aaron. I'm going to screw up your last name. I should have said something right before the show. I'm going to screw up Go your for last it. name. No, <laughs> no. I'd rather you say it. Go right ahead. Sure. Yeah, sure. It's uh, Aaron Duquette. And, oh, I would have uh, gotten it right. Yes. Oh, good. See, like, a telemarketer would have said Aaron Duckett. Uh, which would not be an inaccurate historically. It, it, it derived from Duckett. So, it but did. yes, it's Aaron Duquette. Yes. <laughs> See, I would have gotten it right, but I was scared. I was yeah. worried. I don't like, uh, unlike Doc, who just throws out names willy nilly. I'm trying not to. I don't like doing that. You know. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh goodness. Let me see here. Okay, so. Two minutes until we go live on the radio where everybody gets to see everything and all that uh, good February gibbets that are going on. Let's see what's up. By the way, we have uh, we have Aaron for a unspecified amount of time. So <coughs> if you guys have any questions about term limits, go ahead and uh, post them in, you know, on the Facebook feeds, on either, uh, on either the Mojo or the DOAE show page. Either way, it's all good. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> All right, let's see what's going on. Boom. Mason, nice to see you, sir. Oh, let's see, let's see. There was some crazy stuff going on recently. I mean, have you felt like the news, uh, one day of the news to me is just like three weeks? You know, I had that same thought today that so much we we, we imbibe so much of the news today that are we going to run out of space in our heads, mm-hmm. you know, for all the fit and everything is an outrage. So no, I, I mean, we're, we we're forget it in a month because there's only so much emotional bandwidth we have to digest everything. You know, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. We're going to forget <laughs> it in a month anyway. Who cares? Right. All right. Right. <laughs> <sighs> I just, uh, going through it, man, it, it just burns me a little bit because it's just, Oh yeah. I, I mean, even the stories that we have that I, that I have going through. I mean, one or two of these is from like yesterday, but everything's basically today's news. <laughs> sure. Uh, there there is nothing new under the sun. No. End of the no, day. Definitely not. <laughs> never has been. Never will be. Hey, oh, yep. well, we got cell phones. Yeah. People have always had communication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just how it is. Just how it is. Oh, I see. Dun, 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 
Levels seem good. Everything seems right. I like it. I like it. That's good. Yes. I wonder what's going on there. Oh, well. Not going to worry about that for now. All right. So uh, I'm going to mute and hit the music. You'll be able to hear it this time, so it's all good. Hold on. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Defenders of American Exceptionalism. We are live. You can find us on Facebook at DOA Show. Actually, you can find us everywhere at DOA Show. You can also find us live right now on Mojo 50 Radio, which is also the forward slash on Facebook, where you can find us live on the video stream. Look at us there. Find us there. Also, go to our website, doaeshow.com. And when you do, Please go to uh, go to all the articles in the story section, and when you uh, when you go there, you can see Dylan's latest post. Um, yes, he is still with us uh, in spirit, if nothing else. Please keep uh, keep a prayer on. He should be back by the beginning of the year, which is very very hopeful. And if you do go to our website, make sure to go to the shop, get yourself some really nice mugs, kind of like these. Uh, you can either get the eagle or you can get the uh, principles of a privilege. Uh, very inexpensive and very high quality. I'll tell you what. They're like embossed. It's really cool. It's very nice. Aaron. Aaron Duquette. Hello. How you doing today, sir? I'm well. Glad to be here. Awesome. You are with the United States <clears throat> Term Limits, otherwise known as uh, termlimits.com. Is that correct? That's correct, sir. All right. So tell yes. the people what you are doing and why. Sure. So, so I'm a state director here in uh, uh, Kentucky and West Virginia. And uh, <clears throat> what we are after, very to make the, the goal real simple, is that we want to see congressional term limits happen in D.C. We're uh, sick and tired of seeing uh, <clears throat> lifetime uh, career politicians uh, there in D.C. We need to send a few home. Very nice. Very nice. So if the people don't – we have a very educated uh, audience, obviously – jackals mm-hmm. everywhere so um just in case give them a little bit of a of an education on what how you're doing this and uh, and in what ways we can help sure you bet so <clears throat> under article 5 of the constitution it provides the provisions uh for which we can amend the constitution when the, the founders created the document they knew that in time there would need to be some alterations and some uh, some edits and tweaks here and there to to make things you know, uh, keep going, and um, <clears throat> they left a, a couple provisions for that to happen. Uh, the one way that we all know, and it's a kind of the schoolhouse rocks, you know, stuff we learned in in some civics and in, in our public education, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> which was you know Congress two thirds is a both house. Uh, pass a proposal and agree upon that, and then it goes up to the state legislatures uh, for ratification. <clears throat> Uh, so what you know, is the, the whole "I'm just a bill" thing? You know, kind of. I'm just an amendment proposal. Yeah, it doesn't have the same ring. Yeah, uh, exactly. Not quite. Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> I think they left it out, but we all kind of heard some some gist of that, even if we're half awake in seventh grade civics. So mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> the other half of that is the most well hidden secret uh, in American constitutional history, which is the other half of of Article Five. Mm-hmm. Um, the the founders were pretty prescient uh, to understand uh, that. There would come a time when uh, 
Congress itself would need to be checked, and it would not, being a human institution, uh, it would not act to to check its own power. Uh, it is not in the interests or in, of the nature of human beings to check their own power. Um, and so <clears throat> they provided uh, another means uh, by which we can do that, uh, and that's through the state legislatures. So the other half for Article 5 provides that two-thirds of the states or Today that would be 34 states of the 50 uh, <clears throat> agree upon uh, you know convening uh, to propose an amendment uh, agreeing upon you know one topic in in, in particular mm-hmm. uh, and <clears throat> once they do they can come together representatives from all 50 states can come together and uh, and provide for uh, occasion to to propose an amendment uh, in our case we're looking for a term limits amendment okay. uh, and after that goes up for for ratification just like the former mode. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, it seems like our founders were a little bit smarter than we give them credit for. You know, they they understood uh, the nature of man and uh, they understood the relationship that man has with each other. And it seems like they even understood the corruption of man once power was was part of the equation. Absolutely. I would have to say that based on that, pretty smart folks. I, I would have to agree with you. Um, you know, if you study the, the document, as I'm sure we all do, uh, you know it, it's a, not a document that, that invests a whole unlimited power in some sole individual or class of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they understood that human beings are such uh, that they want uh, you know control for themselves. Uh, and if they don't have it, they will seek control over others. Uh, and so they very wisely put a number of checks and balances uh, throughout the the document that pits power against power structurally mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to check those human impulses so that it didn't bring the whole republic down. So uh, this uh, this Article Five route was an example of one of those those measures, and I, I would suggest to us it's it's uh, it deeply and essentially needed today uh, because you know uh, I, I I can't imagine what it's going to take to to force Congress uh, to by super majorities uh, term limit themselves. Right. Um, it, we have in our own doorsteps, in our own states, uh, state legislators uh, that that can advocate for us in that way, and that's what we're after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there, um, especially on the conservative side, that you know they don't want to drive um, something that would be what what people would conceive as really divisive even on the conservative side they don't want to drive a divide they don't want to uh stir the pot as it would um even though technically you and i would both agree that this is something that everybody should agree with uh politicians stink and just like diapers they should be changed often um but they would tell us that term limits aren't aren't necessary because you know we have the american people and the american people can set the term limits by voting people out what do you say to that? Yeah, it's been it's been quipped out there that we have term limits. They're called elections, and all that's mm-hmm. a kind of a cute sound bit. It doesn't really pan out. Uh, it, <clears throat> consistently, over ninety percent of elections that involve incumbents result with the incumbent re, uh, being reelected. I was going to uh, say that you don't have proof of that or anything. I yeah. Mean. Uh, well, the the other statistic that couples with that is that uh, you know the consistent polling of of approval of Congress is very 
very low, uh, you know, in the teens, mid teens. Mm -hmm. So how is it that, you know, we, we approve so lowly of their performance and yet they, they are rehired and they're con recontracted, <laughs> uh, so often. How is that? Well, they, they get entrenched with, with the DC bureaucrats, uh, bureaucracy and the, and the lobbyists mm -hmm. and, uh, they, they make a career of it and all that money coming in from those lobbyists keeps them in their pocket. They have long-term relationships, uh, that they protect and those lobbyists, uh, kind of, kind of own those individuals and uh, it really all that money just drowns out uh, any opposition in the primary season uh, and so you know you often you don't hear about the other candidates that are trying to get out there and try and get their message out because it's completely drowned out uh, and so we end up with this you know well do I want this one or this one I have a choice of two in the same blue and red choices well you know if you're a member of one party or the other you might want to have other uh, choices available to you uh, prior to that to that point, um, and so you know well, what it suggests is that <clears throat> what term limits will bring is it's a, a structural uh, equal application of <clears throat> of limitation, a structural limitation mm -hmm. uh, upon upon uh, the seats of, of Senate and, and Congress, and. Um, and what that does is it provides a pretty steady stream of, of fresh blood and, and new perspectives and new ideas. And it really dissuades uh, uh, the aspirations for <clears throat> for lifelong <laughs> going to make a career of this. And, and it's really going to uh, bring about a, a citizen legislature uh, that, that our founders envisioned we have. Mm. Um, a, a citizen legislature where, you know, going to D.C. and serving there is almost taking one for the team. I mean that's really how it should be, but instead it's it's living large at the expense of your constituency. Yeah, well that's so. So what 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 you're telling me is, uh oh, am I there? <laughs> you're like there, and you're also re recycling through. It's weird. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. So hold on. There we go. All right. So, one of the funny things that I find, and that, um, sorry, that was a that was a weird loop that was going on with the with the feeds there. So, what you're saying is that the founders intended that we would have people that would go through, and they would stay for a few years, serve, and actually serve as servants. And then go back to doing their regular job? Then return to reality, yes. Um, hmm. it's, it's kind of a novel concept. Uh, you know, when we have uh, sitting senators talking about, I, I've sat on this committee for 44 years, mm -hmm. uh, and my eyebrows go up through the roof. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's, way, that's way too long, sir. Um, you know, I've been what sitting other... on this for 47 years. Yeah, you've, you've been sitting too long. I think we need to dust off that chair and maybe let some other voices in. Is that um, like, is that like uh, Bane from Batman? <laughs> I was right. born in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Yes. Oh, no, that is the dark. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, you know. We're 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 after you know we we want to get uh, uh, fresh perspectives and bl new blood in there. I mean, uh, I think a lot of the tensions that we see uh, uh, in this country right now are exacerbated by the fact that we mm -hmm. we keep dealing with the same power players there in D.C. 
year after year, decade after decade, we're seeing these same people that are just so like so confident in their seats uh, that they can get away with murder, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think Americans across the board, you know, eighty two percent of Americans polled. Uh, favor term limits of the remaining uh, percentage, nine percent are opposed and nine percent weren't sure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think of even that last nine percent, how many of them could be sat down and just dis- discussed with? <laughs> and that's 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 kind of the thing. I mean, as long as you explain to the people what it is, right? You, they'll they'll understand. All right, that music sounds like break, and we will be right back. And as everybody can hear on the radio, or not on the radio, but on the Facebook Live, I don't have any commercials anymore because I took them out. I'm they're 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 useless. They I don't I don't like them. I don't want them. They're gone. Um, so this is all going to be cut out of the regular feed. But while you're watching on radio, <sighs> Aaron, how long do I have you, sir? Oh, I, I'm here. I'm still here. Hang on to me. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm just yep. asking, how long do I have you for? Oh, I don't know. Probably another half hour. Okay, cool. That's uh, Almost to the yeah. end. All right. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Uh, that'll be that last. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, we'll catch you to that uh, to that third break, and that'll be uh, over soon. So, you um, bet. We have like uh, two minutes before the actual bell going through. Um, any other last words you want to tell people that are uh, that are watching right now live? Sure. You know, um, <clears throat> Just give you a sense of our progress, you know. Uh, I think a lot of folks remember. Okay, well, you know, this sounds like a great idea. Uh, I would love to see term limits happen. I can go and talk to my state legislature. Uh, you know, how do I do this? And um, you know, how, how close are you? Well, uh, by by our estimation, we we feel we are at uh, 25 of the 34 states. Um, between uh, aggregation of, of various existing uh, uh, resolutions that have been passed in the states. Uh, we're working on adding Kentucky and West Virginia here and under my domain here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, if, if folks want to really look into that, so they can uh, check out, uh, uh, go, just go to termlimits.com yep. and uh, check out the petition there. There's a petition that will be sent right to your legislators uh, to saying, hey, I want to see term limits happen. You have my support there. Cool. There you go, and that, that that pretty much does it there. Um, and so, uh, other than other than the petition, is there anything anybody can do outside of that? You bet. Uh, if you're really feeling kind of jazzed up and you've got some time on election day, uh, we put out a call to action today. To um, uh, depending on how state laws are, state to state. Uh, but you can set up a table and mm-hmm. uh, and gain more petitions at at uh, at, at voting centers. Ooh, uh, different different voting centers. Yeah, I guess in Maine, uh, a friend of mine was telling me uh, that they're actually allowed to set up like inside the polling station, which I thought was amazing. Um, wow, that's weird. <laughs> but you know, if not, you know, standing outside with clipboard, that kind of thing. But just getting more grassroots support behind it, I think that just catches the eyes of uh, of state legislators, and uh, we'll be pushing hard. If they want to get involved and volunteer, there's there's access to do that as well at termoments dot com. Gotcha. So so bring it on. Cool, cool. All right, so we got like uh, fifteen seconds before the sure. before the buzzer, and uh, so I'm just gonna kind of hit a little bit of radio silence here until uh, until it hits out.
And we're back. Defenders of American Exceptionalism, you can hear us live right now on Mojo 5.0, as well as IPM Nation, Lanterns <coughs> Radio, Spreaker, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and pretty much everywhere else that you can get a podcast. Look for Defenders of American Exceptionalism. And if you go find us on anywhere that's social media, it's D-O-A-E Show, because we are a bit wordy in our name. So... <laughs> Our name is a bit long. So DOA Show, uh, DOAShow.com, and all the streams DOA Show. Now, if you're just joining us, uh, we have uh, Aaron Duquette. Duquette? 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 Oh, you had it. Duquette. You had it. <laughs> it's, it's Duquette. I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with oh, you. Oh, you got it. He's with us. He's uh, from <laughs> US Term Limits. That's uh, termlimits.com. If you go there, you can sign a petition um, to help push your state over the limit right now they got about 25 states um for a for an amendment to uh, for term limits using the uh, using the article 5 of the constitution now you were talking about in the break you were mentioning that some people are actually able to set up posts in the the in the voting poll uh, in the polling places is that right so, so it's it's dependent upon state by state laws and and how things are run in individual states. I I, I know just offhand, but that in Maine, uh, you can actually you know make arrangements to set up a a booth and and, and gain gain signatures for this effort uh, even within the polling station itself. But uh, for a lot of states, it might be you know a certain number of feet away from the station or out in front with a clipboard that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. we're doing a kind of a push to to, to garner where our ambitious goal is to get ten thousand new petition signers uh, on election day um doesn't matter what political party you are where we are tremendously nonpartisan uh because you know republicans democrats don't get along but everyone hates congress so we're uh, we're after that <laughs> that is very true that is very true you know what else i find funny speaking of polling places um apparently there's a new campaign that seeks to ban guns at polling places um yeah all together, uh, so uh, guns down America. Starting a new campaign to keep uh, oh. keep guns out of polling places during the November midterm election. Now, guns down America is also the same one that was doing stuff, uh, doing like uh, abortion stuff recently, which is really weird because they're guns down and not uh, not abortion. But <laughs> I mean, they're leftist. What are you going to do? You can't hold them to a standard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, specifically, the campaign wants voters to text "guns down" to nine one nine nine zero to report anyone uh, to report anyone seen with a firearm at a polling place. In turn, the information will be sent to a nonpartisan, nonpartisan, nonpartisan election protections expert who may contact police and send a lawyer to polling uh, to a polling place. Really? <laughs> Aaron, got anything for that? <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll put it this way. Uh, we, uh, U.S. term limits, are a truly nonpartisan e- effort uh, without the, the scare quotes at all. And, uh, you know, uh, we're really after, you know, <clears throat> again, you, you, you're really what you're bringing up is more the division 
uh, that we see in the country uh, and it's just being pushed more and more to extremes and and people are really tired of that and uh, you know I want to encourage anyone that watching this watching this today that uh, you have an ability to change that uh, it, the founders have provided you uh, an avenue uh, when you're at a point of feeling fairly disenfranchised by the way Congress behaves uh, that that uh, you have an avenue to to rectify that situation and you know what those those people are right in your own state and, yeah. and you can you can make arrangements to meet with those people in person. Uh, you know, you don't have to be some person with clout or anything to meet with your state representative or your state <laughs> senator. Uh, a lot of people, I think, have a misconception that they're sort of, you know, removed from themselves. And if you involve yourself a little bit, you you find out they're your neighbors. They're just a guy or a gal uh, that, that you know from down the street. And, uh, and and they're great to know. And it's wonderful to, to experience developing a relationship with them. But we need all the help we can to make sure this happens. Uh, we think there can be a, a number of... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, sort of side effects of, of term limits happening. And you think of uh, what would a Senate or what would the House of Representatives lo- look uh, without a number of these these old timers that have been there for, for how how many years? However uh, many since it was. Be- before I was born. I mean, I was, I'm 36 and Leahy's been on the on the Judiciary Committee for 44 years. I mean, that's <laughs> to me, that's in a giant length of time for, for a guy to go on and, and, and serve, so to speak. Yeah, uh, and, that's not and, uh, He's not just, just way too long. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wonder if it gets inverted and in that we end up serving our rulers, our ruling class uh, yeah. out in D.C. And, and, and I think that's something that Democrats and Republicans, lo and behold, there is something we can agree on. And, right. and I think pretty emphatically that, you know, it isn't fair. Uh, it, and it isn't uh, a real reflection of uh, the voice of the people in the House of Representatives when, when you have such a high incumbency rate. Now, um, if, if I took out the names, if I took out the names of sure. this next story, yes, sir. everybody should agree with this. There you go. State Department provides clearly false statement to derail requests uh, for, uh, to a, a federal judge said. The State Department provided clearly false statements to derail requests for certain documents for a very specific person, a federal judge says. Now, not naming the person, not Mm -hmm. doing anything, everybody would agree State Department shouldn't be giving out false claims to derail a federal investigation. Yes? Correct. Correct. (laughs) Not you know, yet. I think we're thinking of very, very much along the same lines today. Earlier today, you know, I was, I was, I was thinking about this. That um, you know, if you take any number of stories out there on, on the news cycle and just uh, substitute, uh, I was thinking along the lines of substituting names. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, substituting categories of people and how outrageous it would be for one set of people when the one word is is set in uh, versus the other set. Uh, it, it changes the reaction entirely. We, we become uh, fairly irrational in our discourse uh, that we, we are so attached to, you know, uh, okay, this is how I'm supposed to act, this is how I'm supposed to respond because it's that person, right. uh, rather than the real principles at play here, uh, you know, uh, what have you with uh, uh, due process, right? I mean, I think everyone... Uh, I, I, I still think everyone does believe, uh, or most people do believe in a sense of due process, but mm-hmm. it's become a point where we're allowing to, uh, excuses of due process, uh, when, when it's not our guy. And to keep those corrupt uh-huh. people in office for the next 75 years. Right. So <laughs> in a combative exchange at a hearing on Friday in Washington, D.C., a federal judge unabashedly accused 
career State Department officials of lying and signing clearly false affidavits to derail a series of lawsuits seeking information about the Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, and her private email server and her handling of the 2012 terror, terrorist attack in the, in the U.S. consulate on Benghazi and Libya. That being said, obviously we know what it's about now. We know who it's about. So everybody, back to your corners. But, <laughs> but at the same point in time, if you take out Clinton, you take out Benghazi, you take out private email servers. Clearly false affidavits, lying, etc. from our State Department to cover up for the Secretary of State. When they did something not only illegal, in many, many, many counts. I mean like several thousand counts of illegal, but also immoral. Yep. Well, right. it, I mean, that makes sense, cl- right? Are you telling me that DC is corrupt? Is that there's corruption? No, there? no, no, oh. never. Oh, okay, no. oh, okay. I thought I would just double check. No, I wasn't quite they're, sure. They're they're like <clears throat> the best people in the world. They're like apple pie um, or American pie. Um, in that way, I don't. Oh, that's wrong. That's ew. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the U.S. District Court <laughs> Court Judge Royce Lamerth. Oh, and there's the music. He said he was oh. dumbfounded and shocked by what he learned when he talked to the FBI. With that, we will be right back after this commercial break. Look at that. There we go. Hey, hey. <sighs> Another segment down. Man, it looks like all the guys are at the Cigars and Spirits Festival in Texas right now. Uh, jealous. Hey, I got to go. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it going on through the weekend? <laughs> it's in Texas, man. It's in Texas. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. So, like, the entire Mojo crew has been uh, – that, that, that's in Texas. They're all down there. And that's also including, including the Spoonie people. Oh, wonderful. So they're, they're <laughs> all down there. Everybody's, uh, they're probably all boozed up and, and tobacco. And you're back here with this, with the green screen. I'm back here with, <laughs> shh, nobody knows it's a green screen. Shush. Oh, I mean, no, I mean with the fantastic, <laughs> amazing background. background. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so glad it's commercial break. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. No, but yeah, so they have the um, Cigar and Spirits Weekend. And that's that's oh. all that's doing, like whiskeys, locally grown, like locally brewed, locally grown everything. Beautiful. And so all the guys are there doing that junk. And all I can find is the fact that... Um, all of my feeds have been crushed stu- uh, stupendously from Facebook. <laughs> Like I should, <laughs> we we posted this thing and shared it like seven million times, and uh, <laughs> like for some reason the Facebook is just not picking up the feeds right. It's weird. It is so mm. weird. Mm. Anyway, hey Tori, how's it going? Good to see you on. <sighs> Let's see, about another minute and a half. Another minute and a half before the show actually hits back again. 
Oh man, I'll tell you what, it's it's just been crazy. Can you like just think about this with this guy? Really shocked and dumbfounded. This judge was shocked and dumbfounded that corrupt politicians were lying. Really. <laughs> Uh, Don't worry. In related, in related in news, area. man lives under rock for uh, 20 years. Uh, everything in this part will be cut out. Don't worry. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. I don't. Was that per- was that man a politician? Um, uh, judge. <laughs> okay, because only a politician would be shocked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I am shocked and appalled. Shocked right. and appalled. I tell you what. It's a Casablanca moment right there. <laughs> shocked there's gambling going on there. <laughs> shocked. Shocked, I say. <laughs> Here's looking at you, kid. <laughs> and we're back. You're listening to Defenders of American Exceptionalism. I have Aaron Duquette with me for, I guess, this is going to be the last segment with you. But, um, and for people that don't know, that's uh, Aaron Duquette. He is with the U.S. Term Limits. You can go to termlimits.com. You can sign the petition. Um, You can also figure out how to set up your own booth. If you are really into it, get a new petition for yourself. If people want to reach you specifically, Aaron, like if they have specific questions that they want to reach you about, especially in the Kentucky or West Virginia area, how do they reach you? You bet they can. Uh, so my email address is uh, a duquette at termlimits.com. So that's, that's spelled uh, A-D-U-K-E-T-T-E at termlimits.com. There you go. So Aaron Duquette at termlimits.com, a duquette at termlimits.com. So... Um, Los Angeles has a little bit of a problem. You, you wouldn't know it, I mean, with the homeless situation and everything else going on. Never would you notice, but apparently there's a flea-borne bacterial disease hitting the entirety of Los Angeles, and it's typhus. Hmm. <laughs> so, what's that, uh... What's that liberalism getting you? I'm just uh, just wanting to know. You see, Los Angeles is in the midst of a growing outbreak of a flea-borne typhus in the city's downtown areas of homeless populations being hit especially hard. You know, it's kind of one of those situations where, you know, back in the Industrial Revolution, everybody got sick and the Black Plague and everything happened because everybody was sitting literally on top of each other and living in each other's filth. And now you have the same thing happening in Los Angeles and in um, what's it, San Francisco and everything else where they're literally crapping on the streets, living in their own filth, living in each other's filth, sharing needles while they're doing drugs and everything else. And there's no surprise that the insects that are carried on the rats and everything else are coming to attack the humans. And when they do, they carry illness. No. <laughs> You see, it's not uncommon to see clustered cases each year of uh, in the in the area of Los Angeles of flea-borne typhus. It's a, a it's endemic in Los Angeles County. Um, apparently, in recent years, the average number of reported cases went up nearly uh, to nearly sixty cases per year. And in 2018, there have been 63 cases 
in the county, according to the Los Angeles De- uh, Department of Health. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but 63 cases of, a, of, of any disease could become millions. So they're a bit mm, curious about why it's happening. You see, uh, typhus refers to a group of infectious diseases called, uh, caused by rickettsia bacteria. Uh, yeah, see? Got that. I got that. That has the double T as well. Rickettsia. Well done. Yeah. You're 2-0 yeah, you're on your double T names. Double T names right there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> getting it down. Um, which can <clears throat> spread, to the hu- uh, spread to humans by fleas, ticks, mites, <clears throat> chiggers, and body lice. Yay. It's not the same as typhoid fever, thankfully. Uh, bacterial infection that uh, spreads through contaminated food and water. Um, and can be and should be prevented with disease. Flea borne typhus, also called also called uh, marine typhus, murin murin murin. It's murin m u r i n e murin typhus is transmitted uh, to humans by being bitten, um, and that's all they do. And see the fleas poop after they bite. And that's what's causing the sickness and illness because they get bitten, then they poop, and after they poop, the poop gets in the bite, and the bite causes an infection. Yay. That is thoroughly disgusting. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, th- thank God I live in Kentucky. I mean, we have ticks here, but they don't even carry Lyme disease. <laughs> you're very, very lucky that they don't carry Lyme's disease. Uh, I mean, even where I'm at, North Carolina, they do carry some sort of diseases every now and again, especially get the, the Lone Stars and all that jazz. Um, but here's a, here's another one, and this is this is really, really bothersome. You see, now we're gonna go to all the way to Toronto. So we go from the liberal um, bastion of Los Angeles now to the socialist country of Canada. You see, in Toronto, they have hospitals for children, and uh, they're now prepping work for assisted suicide for their chi- for those children without the informed consent of parents. I You're killing children now because you don't have the money or the wherewithal to treat them properly. How is this this isn't good. <laughs> See, the oft-mocked slippery slope argument for the, from conservatives like myself with regards to uh, euthanasia is uh, coming to fruition in Canada. The last 18 months, the group of medics from Toronto's Hospital for Sick Children outlined their plan for administering medical-assisted suicide for patients under age of 18 in the near future. The paper published by the British Medical Journal asserts that uh, their commitment to patient confidentiality with such hypothetical children stating that they would likely that the likely cases were a capable child patient could undergo the assisted suicide without pa- uh, parents being informed first see this article explores the uh, ethical challenge of providing medical assistance in dying uh, quote made see they make acronyms for everything even in the hospital side in the pediatric setting. Uh, more specifically, we focus on the theoretical questions that came to light when we were asking to develop a policy for re- uh, responding to made requests at our tertiary P 
pedi- uh, uh, pediatric institutions. This is from the paper directly. So basically the, what they're going through is they already have a policy to uh, for assisted suicide, just like many states in North Carolina, uh, in, in the U.S., North Carolina, I think not one of them yet, thankfully. Um, but along that, they are now providing assistance and thinking about providing assistance, especially in medical journals, which will mean that in the next two years, it'll probably be processed. They're going to be killing kids and calling it assisted suicide without the parents' consent. And the doctors, who make a Hippocratic oath, not not hypocritical, Hippocratic. There's a difference, and you should know it. They make an oath to heal, not to kill. And these doctors are flipping that on its head. Notice the, the Orwellian perversion of language and all that, too, the... the, the the statement that they're committed to the preservation of, of patient confidentiality. Yeah. Uh, you read what that language really says, is that we're committed to, to, to the abduction of children from their parents. Right. Uh, that, that, that is, the state you know, raises, rears, and does what it will with, with children, not the parents. So they're not actually committed to this individual creature that is the child's wishes, mm-hmm. uh, but really to their own. Right. Uh, it's it's really quite chilling. It is, is what this is. It's yeah. it's it's rather scary. Um, <clears throat> it actually hits a it hits a nerve with me because my entire you know I've got four kids. Um, personally, mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I have four kids, um, mm-hmm. eight to eight eight to to like six months, eight years to six months, and mm-hmm. to think that a doctor. I, I mean, we've had Charlie Gard. We had. Over in, over in the UK, we've had a couple of other situations where the hospital literally just takes over the parental rights and says, you know what, we know better than you, and we don't care what you're going to do. Um, you aren't going to take this kid out of our care. And then they go through the entire process and basically let the kid die with dignity. That's what, this, that's what they're going to propose here, uh, a dying with dignity, meaning that the kid is going to choose to, to, be, to be murdered by drug what are we doing <laughs> it, it strikes at the heart of what do, what do we consider to be a child anymore um that and on the one hand you know we our culture has a thrust of of overprotecting our children um mm-hmm. so that they're sort of incapable they're infants until they're 30 yeah. uh on the other hand, we throw them into the darkest corners of anything, uh, <laughs> the, the internet with all this junk. Uh, uh, we throw them in, into things that they actually genuinely and authentically should be protected from. Yeah. Uh, so we are an incredibly hypocritical culture that exalts youth and destroys youth. For real? Uh, hey, that's, that, that is for certain. That is exactly what we do. <laughs> right. And, and now it's starting to take on literal form. Yeah, I mean we're we're taking a, we're taking a child and we're saying, oh no, that child should definitely at the age of eight be able to determine whether or not they should themselves live or die. After right. we've coached them for the last six months, telling them that they're going to die a horrible, painful death, even if they live up to the age of eighteen. You know, we're, we're just going to coach them until they basically come to the conclusion on their own that uh, that that they want to die. 
And so then we won't be able to, we won't have to worry about, we can just administer the drug, it'll all be quiet, they'll just, they'll slip into a nice gentle sleep and never wake up. Honestly. (laughs) Right. Because that's that's what they're talking about here. There's very little words to say for it, other than it's just pure evil thinking. Uh, you know, say what you will about an, an adult making that decision on the road. Uh, I think there's far more breadth of, of controversy there, mm-hmm. uh, or, or, or reasonable discussion that can be had in that regard. And, and maybe we might conclude. I, I think I've heard Ted Cruz say a couple years ago that it's you know between a man and his maker. Um, but uh, a 12 year old with cancer? No. Sorry. Right? Uh, we we are all of a sudden fast forwarding that child's development, to, but by a dozen years, mm-hmm. uh, and and treating them that way, uh, and, and really, what is it really? Are we really treating them like adults and individuals? No, we're, we're treating them like parts of the collective that's governed by the state. Right, we're treating them like they're just <coughs> another number, and once that number's time is up, because we don't want to deal with it anymore, now we're just going to push the button, and you're going to go away. It's a hell of a time to raise a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it, just, it boggles my mind to think that while, and this is another reason why I, I really would like term limits in these places uh, sure. for, for our government and everything else. And I know it's like kind of a, it sounds like it's kind of a reach, but to get term limits in place so that we can get people that are actually close enough to human to understand right. that these laws and legislation does not do not need to get passed. We don't like what they're doing. Kick them out. Exactly. You're listening to Dio Show. We'll be right back. All right. Looks like we're about uh, quarter till. If you'd like to kick out, so you can get done with what you got. Yeah, I got to make that call. I wish I'd hang otherwise, though. <laughs> and make that call. It's been fun. It's yes, been fun. Thank you so for, much, man. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Yep, yep. That was Aaron Duquette. Aaron Duquette. Awesome guy. Fun to work with. Fun to talk to. Great all around. Boom. Kill that there. Get this guy, y'all. Move me over a little bit. There we go. And there we are. Check that out. Brand new stuff. Thankfully, Aaron was able to join us. That was awesome. Glad to see he was there. Get this going here. Boom. Got another minute or so before the uh, before the break hits. Let me see, Brian, Brian, I don't know, dude, uh, the Pelosi ambush, I saw it, I mean, meh, meh, maybe, I don't know, I can't tell, they might be something else, um, we could send them, Democrat bullies, you know, no, see, that's the thing, we don't need to be like the Democrats, we don't need to bully them, out of their place. We don't need to do the same tactics that they do. Because when we do that mess, when we go through and we we just burn bridges and force the tactics and everything else, it, it hurts us in the long run. It hurts us. It's just... 
when we do that, it, it really hurts us in our name. Just like if you let them do their thing and burn out, it will hurt them in the end. Like it is now, like it's going forward. It's just, that's what's going to happen. You can't, uh, you can't force it. But that's what it is. Do, 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 do. About another minute. Do, 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 do. do, do, do. Yeah, it was pretty messed up. It was pretty messed up. I just had to talk about it. Got some more medical stuff coming up on the other side of the break here. When we actually get through. Trump doing some good stuff, finally. And we're back. You're listening to Defenders of American Exceptionalism. We are live. This is the last segment of tonight's show. <sighs> Just had Eric Duquette on. You can go to termlimits.com. Termlimits.com. Or you can go to termlimitsconvention.com. Either way, if you go there, um, you can get everything that you need from him and his in his side. You can sign up for that. If you are in the Kentucky or West Virginia area and you want more information that that they can't give on the website, go to a d u k e t t e at termlimits.com. That's a duquette at termlimits.com. You'll be able to reach him there, and everything will be fine and dandy. So, uh, we just dropped off of. Uh, Canada basically saying, you know, two things happened in Canada this week, didn't they? Canada did two things. One, they came out and made weed legal. And on that exact same day, two things happened. One, everybody was waiting around the corner. And two, it was sold out, which means that they didn't have any more. They didn't have enough stock. And it's now sold out. Everybody's going to have to wait six to eight weeks before they can see their, uh, uh, their marijuana distributor. Uh, before they can get new weed up in Canada, a, eh? and they also decided to, um, you know, possibly produce an idea that they're going to kill children that are mm, technically on their deathbed, but they're going to go ahead and kill them with assisted suicide. That's great. So, um, in that vein, Trump, our good old president, Mr. Trump, has signed a right to try. The right to try allowing gravely ill patients, you know, people on the deathbeds, to bypass the FDA and just go on with experimental treatments. Um, This is for adults um, or the parents of children after they've had discussions with their kids. Um, So President Trump and Vice uh, Vice President uh, Mike Pence has been have been major supporters of this right to try legislation which would bypass drug regulators and give gravely ill patients experimental uh, medicines and access to them so proponents say that it'll give patients hope 
Um, and critics say that, um, you know, the legislation, it undermines the authority of the FDA, which, by the way, the FDA is stupid anyway. Um, they tell us many things are safe when they aren't. They have regulations that say you can have X amount of bugs in food. Stupid crap like that. Hormones, nastiness, all that junk. They regulate and tell, uh, tell the companies they can have that stuff in there. Uh, they also are, have a terrible time with you know getting things pushed through regulation and after they do normally they don't police it very well um so you know i'm not really that that fond of them in the first place they had a place at the very beginning um i guess but at the same point in time no not really now we have the laws in place and uh, the fda not really there um so this could the, the the critics say that it could leave patients vulnerable vulnerable to medicines that might not work or may even harmful or may even be harmful. Well, duh. They're called experimental for a reason. And by the way, what drug isn't harmful? See, President Trump signed a, signed the right to try bill into law on Wednesday, which bypassed the drug regulators. The legislator a legislation allows patients with life-threatening conditions to ask drug makers for medicines that have cleared some testing but still haven't been approved by the FDA. Previously, patients would not uh, would need to ask the FDA for access. Um why? Anyway, Trump and uh, uh, Trump and Pence um they've been huge supporters uh, basically, what it what it does is it allows certain patients to ask drug drug makers for medicines that passed phase one of the FDA approval process, but haven't uh, been approved yet because of ongoing testing. So basically, it makes them they, it makes them it allows them to make themselves guinea pigs if it helps them and if it helps somebody else, or even if it harms them. Obviously, they'd have to sign a whole bunch of waivers. Commissioner Scott Gottlieb has said that the agency grants 99% of these requests in a statement on Wednesday. Gottlieb, Gottlieb, wow, that guy's name is weird. Anyway, said that the FDA is ready to implement the right to try legislation. The FDA is dedicated to achieving their goals that Congress sets forth in legislation so that patients facing terminal conditions have an additional avenue to access promising investigative uh, investigational medicines he says so what this is saying is that um everybody's on board with this except for certain critics and those being just specific people that are democrats i guess this legislation was pushed by our congress which means that you know the the bill went through the process and went through the house and went through the senate it got to the president's desk and the president was able to sign it and he signed it oh my goodness why is that? It's a story because it has to be, but it's also a story because it shows the government does actually work when everything is is working like it should. When you don't have these people trying to stonewall and brick things out and you know all the other mess that, that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Speaking of mess on a daily basis, I am Spartacus! says Canada is out Americaning the United States. At least he got some immediate blowback. You see, Cory Booker 
was blasted on social media for comments he made about Canada being more American than the United States. Trudeau, give me a break. Burke was speaking at the uh, at students at Allen University in South Carolina to help get out the vote for Democrats ahead of the midterm election. Bad move, Booker. Stick to New Jersey. He said that other countries, including Canada, were out-Americaning the U.S. by providing cheaper college opportunities. Do you not know what they tax? Other people talking about college debt. You've got to be kidding me, Booker said. Every country we are competing with is driving down the cost of college. By the way, the cost of college is not indicative of what the government says. The college that is pushing it in place is allowed to change their price, Booker. Guess what? Based on inflation, colleges have have charged 400% more than inflation since the 80s. 400%. That's not because of government regulation. That is because the college and the people who run it and the administrative staff, not the teachers, the administrative staff have decided to bloat the entire college process, get themselves good cushy jobs that they can't get fired from, and then gouge everybody coming into the to the society. And then you also add into the fact that people are allowed to get loans at the age of 18. When uh, for for hundreds of thousands of dollars at a time, at the age of eighteen, when they can't provide that they that they can make that they can get a job, let alone make ten thousand dollars a year, that seems like a really bad deal, and maybe it has something to do with the colleges, not the government. Booker, Germany. It costs between 0 and 4% of median income to go to college, and yet they are taxed like 7,000%. Canada, I can't stand how they're out-Americing us in, in Canada. Trudeau, give me a break. It costs about 6 or 7% of the median income to go to college. Once again, the price of college does not mean anything for our government. Our government should not be involved in the price of college. You moron. What does it cost in America, he asked rhetorically. 52% of the median income. And why are other nations out-Americaning us? Why are they out-investing in infrastructure that we used to, that we used to? Why are they investing in research and development the way that we used to? Why are they investing in education the way that we used to? I am Spartacus! He didn't actually add that part at the end. That was just me. Um, But you can see where this is going. (sighs) You know, to calm things down, don't forget, go to our website until the end of the month. Get your Trump Pool t-shirt, now in gold, because it is only around for for this month, and it will be gone by the beginning of November. If you do go there, you go to the shop, you can also get some good mugs. They are great, embossed, wonderful things that everybody should have. You can also become a defender with us on the uh, Go to DOE show. Sign up to be a defender with us. It's $5 a month, $50 a year. 
And if you go for the year, you go for, go for the annual, you can either get the shirt, shirt I'm wearing, or you can get the hashtag I see what you did there t-shirt, which is the handle that we use on Twitter. Anyway, this is Steven at the DOA Show. You guys have a great night.